0: The following is a listener supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. What are spiritual gifts? Why do we have them and how do we get them? Are all the spiritual gifts still active today? Hello and welcome to Grace in Focus. This is the podcast and broadcast ministry of the Grace Evangelical Society. Thank you for joining us today. If you would like to know more about us, look us up at faithalone.org. There are many helpful resources on our website many articles books blogs videos and a subscription to our 48 page bi-monthly magazine grace in focus that's faithalone.org now for our discussion in romans 12 3 through 8 here are Catherine wright and ken yates we are
1: continuing our discussions on the book of romans and we are in romans chapter 12 and We just spent a lot of time on the first two verses. That's right. Because there's so much there and they're so popular. But
2: we're not doing that.
1: We're not doing that We're going to get through
2: a couple verses.
1: That's right. We're too old. (laughs) Or I'm too old. Catherine's too young. I'm too old. But as Paul says, and by the way, let me just say, a lot of times, particularly when we get to the end of Paul's epistles, it's easy to fall in the trap that these are just random things. Like he's just throwing stuff just up against the wall. But there is a connection. You know, after talking about presenting our bodies as living sacrifice, now he talks about spiritual gifts within the church. And someone might say, he's just talking about random things, mm-hmm. you know, like, okay, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, and now use your gifts. And, the, you know, let's talk about spiritual gifts. But, no, there's a clear connection here. And one of the ways we present our bodies as living sacrifice is how we serve within the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. In the body of Christ, we are to present our bodies to God as living sacrifices. I was about
2: to say, there's some sort of poetic connection there about how we are individually presenting our bodies as we serve the body of Christ.
1: There you go. Yeah. One of the things that I've learned through the years, I guess, is that we in America— We think individualistically, like, how am I doing as an individual? Which
2: I think is just very Western, self-made man, the Lone Ranger. There's some good things to that. But when it comes to the body of Christ and spiritual gifts, that's very counter to what the Bible teaches.
1: And we need to think of ourselves, not just as individuals, but also as a member of a body Yeah, because that's what we are. Yes, And we function within that body. You know, we think, for example, 1 Corinthians 12 through 14, where Paul says, can the eye say to the ear, I don't need you? You know, can the foot say to the hand, I don't need you? No, we all need one another. And so Paul is talking about a life that pleases God, what it looks like within the body of Christ.
2: What does it look like to apply verses one and two? I exactly. think is how we could Within the body. It. Right.
1: So here's what he says. And by the way, this discussion is in Romans 12, verses 3 through 8. First thing he says, For I say through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Mm. Right there, when we read that verse, we think, okay, I'm not to think too highly of myself. Well, that's true. But as Paul discusses in this section, he's talking about spiritual gifts Mm -hmm. within the body of Christ. And so...
2: How easy is it (laughs) for people to get puffed up in their spiritual gifts? That's right. To think highly of themselves. Oh, I'm a teacher or I'm a prophet or I speak in tongues or whatever, you know.
1: Whatever the case may be. And what Paul is saying here is don't think too highly of yourself within the body of Christ. We talked a little bit about this, and you said you've heard some things when Paul talks about the measure of faith.
2: Yeah, that phrase, you know, I think sometimes people equate that to saving faith at times, that often faith is put onto a spectrum, and it's like, well, if I get enough faith, then I'm saved and I just, I just think it's important to acknowledge this has absolutely nothing to do with saving faith and the content of saving faith. We're talking about spiritual gifts within the church. So if and you ever on, hear that yeah. verse used that way, it's contextually weird.
1: <laughs> and even on that, when people talk about a measure of faith, and I know you've experienced this with me in our travels overseas, especially, they'll talk about, If you have a lot of faith, then this is true of you. Or Or going
2: back to the gifts, if you have a lot of faith, you'll be a prophet.
1: Right. Or
2: the irony, again, it's that idea. They're thinking very highly of themselves and that they've been given more faith in some way.
1: I can't remember who it was, if it was Bob Wilkin or someone else talking about the Ed Sullivan show. We got a really big show. You know, people will say you got a really big faith. Yes. You, you know, a big faith is right. you really, really believe it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not Paul. And by the way, the New Testament doesn't teach that. No. Faith is being convinced something is true. That's right. So if you have a great faith, those passages that speak about that, what it's talking about is you are convinced of many different things being true. Not that I really believe this is true. You either believe it or you don't.
2: Right. I always put it in. It's a binary thing. It's not a spectrum.
1: Right. You either
2: do or you don't.
1: So in this discussion about spiritual gifts, and we're not to think too highly of ourselves, what does Paul mean when he says God has dealt to each one a measure of faith?
2: Well, didn't Zane have a good summary of this in his book. We've been using Zane Hodge's book as kind of a reference on his commentary on the, on the book of Romans. He describes it, man, I'm probably going to word it wrong, but basically we're talking about gifts and that he has measured out to each one right, a gift. There you um, go.
1: So the general principle here that Paul has given is in the body of Christ, we are to operate with the abilities and gifts that God has given us. Mm-hmm. And not think too highly of ourselves. And obviously here, as Paul was talking earlier in the first two verses, don't be like the world, Mm -hmm. because how does the world operate?
2: Me, 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 me.
1: That's right. Mm -hmm. I want to be the big man on campus. I want to... I want to be the important person, and we've all seen it, where people, they're not as important or not as smart as they think they are.
2: We've been studying, uh, we did not plan this, but it just so happens, we were just talking about 3rd John.
1: And Diotrephes.
2: Diotrephes, who loves the, what's the word that's used?
1: Preeminence.
2: Preeminence, that's right. And so... He's a believer, but he desires to be the most important guy on campus. You know, he wants to be the big shot. And because of that, he is not taking in other teachers. And so, yeah, this is a big issue within the body of Christ. That is not presenting yourself as living sacrifices who are being transformed by the renewing of your mind. This is puffed up and it's a problem.
1: Yes. And so Paul in this section is saying, whatever gift you've been given, use it. And be content with that, and be
2: humble about that. This, right? Don't think highly of yourself.
1: This can be a problem. This can oh, be yeah. a walk in according to flesh. If you have the gift of teaching, for example, and you meet someone who's a better teacher than you, or they're smarter than you, or they have a a bigger following, you know, even in our culture, you know, how many followers do you have on social media? It's so easy to fall into that trap.
2: Can I also point out something that? we kind of touched on in the last episode, I think about what we're talking about is not living the Christian life in the sense of a carnal Christians who, who's out, you know, drinking or, you know, sleeping around, smoking dope. Right. right. We're right. talking about fleshly living, you know, in the flesh for Paul's living that legalistic life. Well, how easy is it to slip into that mindset because of your gift, because of your spiritual gift? Again, that's not, That's not a fleshly lifestyle in the sense of being a drunk or a drug addict or something like that, but it is living a legalistic, puffed up, prideful way, which is also one that will reap consequences.
1: You know, I just realized, as you mentioned that in 1 Corinthians, Mm. I forgot the exact number, but fousiao is the Greek word for puffed up, to be Mm. puffed up. And I forget, like it occurs eight times in the new Testament and seven of them are to the Corinthians. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting that at Corinth there was this problem with the spiritual gifts. And I think all of us who are honest with ourselves, we can say, yeah, this is, this is a sin we can all succumb to. Mm -hmm. And I don't care what your spiritual gift is,
2: but it's also one that is so deceptive because you can become convinced that it's okay. I think that's what's so... Oh, the way
1: the flesh is, you can be convinced that you're doing the body and the right. Lord a favor.
2: Right. That darkness of, of mindset, you know, going back to the verse, first few verses, you can either be transformed or conformed to the world. And if you're not careful, you can be blind to it.
1: Now, before we run out of time here, we discuss a little bit about verse six, because one of these gifts that he's talking about is prophecy. And he goes, if a person has the gift of prophecy let him use it in proportion to our faith. We had an interesting discussion. First of all, what is prophecy? Kath and I both take this to be inspired teaching. Mm -hmm. And by the way, we don't believe there's any inspired teaching today. The gift of prophecy has ceased, but it was going on when Paul was writing Romans. So what does he mean here when he talks about let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Once again, someone could look at that and go, oh, well, if you got a whole lot of faith, then you can prophesy more <laughs> or, or, and we run into this when we go overseas, you know, oh, that, that prophet there has a lot of faith. So he's the God, anointing. yeah, he's got the anointing. Mm-hmm. So God has given him this ability to do it. But what I think John Niemela and others have said is he, he sees this as the analogy of faith. In other words, to go back to our previous discussion, an arrogant person with the gift of prophecy may even be tempted to go off on a tangent and and say stuff that's not inspired. Mm -hmm. But the proportion of faith is the faith that has been revealed. And so the analogy of faith is if a prophet says something that is contrary to what has been revealed before. And this would be an example of, someone who is arrogant someone who thinks too highly of himself i wonder if this is part of what's going on in first corinthians 14 when paul talks about the church judging prophets
2: mm, mm-hmm. you
1: know there's a judgment that's going on so even someone who has the gift of prophecy in the church who might get up and, and there should speak, be a check and balance there's here. a check and balances yeah. of it you can see even someone in the first century with the gift of prophecy could go beyond that. That could be true for any gift. So in conclusion, humbly serve within the body of Christ in accordance with the abilities and the gifts that the Spirit of God has given you. That's one way you present your body as a living sacrifice in service to others. Well, we hope this is helpful. And in the meantime, keep grace in focus.
0: Our goal at the Grace Evangelical Society is to teach Scripture clearly and without confusion. One of the best tools for that clarity, we believe, is our website. It's faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. On our site, we have all kinds of materials that are designed to help you mature and grow in your faith and your understanding of Scripture. Please come visit us at faithalone.org That's faithalone.org. You'll be glad you did. It's really exciting to hear from our listeners. So if you've got a question, comment, or feedback, I hope you'll reach out to us. Best way to do that is through email. Here is our email address. It's radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. On the next episode of Grace in Focus, we will highlight our national annual conference, which happens every May, by visiting with someone who attended last year. I hope you'll join us, and until then, let's keep Grace in Focus. The proceeding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.